Okay, once again, everybody. So I told you guys I wanted to do some NBA talk. I I've been low, like my busy's been packed and loaded. Um, pause. Um, yeah, my my schedule's been all over the place, and I've been. You guys know I, I'm I'm heavy on the NFL, uh, especially throughout the NFL season, college football. I I I almost like despise the NBA sometimes when they start uh in like the mist of the like the NFL and college football season. I feel like they sh- their opening night should be or their opening day should be Christmas day. Uh but now the NFL has found a way to get in between Christmas day and now they have multiple Christmas day games. So it's like a damn you do damn you don't if you're Adam Silver in the NBA but I digress. That's just a whole little thing that I think about when I'm talking NBA around this particular time. But with that, with the NBA happening, I think I felt like I should bring on a friend of the pod, um, talent evaluator, content creator. He does pretty much everything around basketball. Anytime I have a basketball question or something on my mind about hoops, I um I kind of often refer to him. It's a couple people um that I refer to. He's one of those people always uh I would say just fully immersed within the basketball culture. Sometimes I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not huge on it and you know, I continue to talk about it. But I want to bring on um friend of the friend of the show, like I said, does it all, Naji, no layups. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. I've been feeling like this season. Man, we only a month into the season. I'm yep. thinking, yo, is it March already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, and like I, I was, like I would say, I think the, I think the NBA. I'm. This is just my, my view, and I, I love basketball. I love it, but it, the, the league is a little bit different now, and like I already talked about it. I feel like. They should start on Christmas. We don't have to talk about it. But <laughs> I just – I don't like where the league is heading in terms of, like – in terms of the operations. I feel like that 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 next TV deal is not going to be as lucrative as they think it is with the declining ratings. Um, the NFL has been king, and it's been king for a minute, for a minute and I don't really see that train slowing down. Um, I think that I like the I like some of the young stars. I've been able to put my hand around some young stars, but I, like, give me your take on just the league in general, and then we can like start talking about the teams. But like, just give me your take first. Like, we're about 14, 15 games in. Just give me your take on the league and the whole operations and how things are kind of being ran right now. Um, I think the league is in a good place. Granted, we don't have as good as, you know, Giannis is, the Lucas. We still don't have that LeBron, that Mm -hmm. Jordan, that super transcendent. But with marketing, I mean, hey, they turned Kobe into the next Jordan with marketing. So, you know, you never know what marketing can do. But nonetheless, we still don't have that next mega, mega, mega star. But we have so many basketball players yeah every game every team you can literally find something to be interested in i'm a nets fan and at least we have we have some nice defenders and we have cam talks you can turn on orlando a bunch of young players 
good defenders everywhere. Yeah. You got Wagner, you got Boncaro. Even look, even the the the, the shithole Chicago is right now. Still got DeRozan who's aesthetically pleasing to some. Still got Levine, still got Alice Caruso. You still have great players everywhere. You got teams, you got a lot of teams where in the West it's like very matchup dependent. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Because it makes the regular season matters even more. It's very matchup dependent so far. And you know, the East is a two and a half man. Well, I have a take on that. That I really think it's a third team in there. Okay. But even the East, you can see I think you can realistically see a finals where it is a Boston or a Milwaukee in Oh wow. So it's like the league is in a great place. It's a lot of variety going on. You got the unicorns, you got the young guards, you got Denver, you got the international flavor, you got Luca and Kyrie cooking up. It's just so much good stuff going on. Shoot, the Pacers, the Pacers in the Pacers. Hall just had one of the best games I ever seen last night. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I, and I will say this, because it, it seems like I, you're obviously you're more positive on the league than I am, uh, and I don't want to make it seem like I'm shitting on the NBA. Uh, it's just I don't know. I, I I've kind of like gravitated to like the NFL. NFL catches my eye. Um, I, I'm sure I come back around, especially when NFL ends. But I will say this: the in season tournament. It looks these teams are taking it seriously. So I I will commend um you know the league on that idea. Uh I think it was very much for, for me it was very much like the plan when I first heard it, I'm like, uh kind of mixed feelings about it. Um and with the NC the tournament, I was just like, uh okay, we'll see. But teams take it very seriously. Like the like I like I've watched a few. I think I've watched more play-in games than actual like regular games because those those games like they feel kind of not playoff intensity, but you can tell it just doesn't feel like a random November Wednesday Tuesday night. It feels like you know okay this game is for playoff scene something. If it, 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 they they it, like the players and the teams are taking it seriously. And speaking of all of the young talent, right? We talk, you know, obviously Victor Wimbiama is a huge thing. Uh, Chet, I like Chet Holgram is ex- excellent. The, my favorite player, I would say, to watch, and I, I kind of mentioned it, like um, I've watched more in season tournament games than like actual regular games. But when I turn on League Pass, my favorite player to watch is Anthony Edwards. And with the Timberwolves, Going into the season, I don't know how you felt about them, but going into the season, I was like, okay, this is a playoff team. Um, if they if they can remain healthy, this is a top eight ish team in the Western Conference. I thought they, I thought that was very much achievable. Now, granted, I know it's early November, or I should, I should say, I know it's early in the season, and it's in November. We're in November, but something feels different about them. They like they have a different vibe about themselves, and I was watching them. I love their defensive versatility. Um, and like I said, Anthony Edwards, I think, is becoming one of, if not the best two-way star, superstar that we have in today's game. And I'm like, is this a conference finals team? Uh, like, I'm I'm get like I'm really getting to that point where I've I've watched a lot of their games and I'm like, 
I don't know. I know it's early on, and I know, you know, health obviously is always a factor, but I'm like, this might be a Western Conference final team. It wouldn't surprise me. How you feel like how do you feel about Minnesota's like just ceiling, overall ceiling? Or has it changed? Um, I don't know if they're contenders, contenders yet. So when I say contenders, I look at teams that I can see realistically winning a championship. I agree. Not a team like even though Miami made the finals last year, I never saw them as a contender. Right. But they can be the Miami where they can put a thorn in the side of somebody. And that goes to my point where I figured it out. To defensively mitigate the Jokic effect, you have to have double bigs. You have to have double bigs. And one has to be able to move. So you look at uh, Cavs with Allen and Mobley. Look at Minnesota. Those look like the only two teams that... Milwaukee with Brooke and and Giannis. Milwaukee with Brooke and Giannis. But the thing is with this, you look at Milwaukee, Brooke, may not be as nimble on the perimeter to deal with that. So, mm. you, But if you put Giannis on him, you got to worry about foul trouble. You got to worry right. about him. If he's bullying AD, Giannis is more frail than AD. So that's that. But I'm looking at uh, Minnesota, and I'm like, yo, they really have the, the defense to prowess to. And then the only thing is, like, with the Cavs, you look at, okay, they may have the defensive prowess, but a lot of times when teams try to play double bigs, and this is the Cavs issue, it hurts them too much on offense. Offensively, yeah. But Minnesota is so stout where if Ant and Cat can just be passable enough on offense for that team, McDaniels, they can give Murray a hell of a series. Yeah. And if they can just make Jokic instead of being 100% Jokic to six. 70%, even 80 Minnesota, I'm, they were already saying last year Minnesota was their toughest matchup. I'm looking like, hey, maybe that can go six, maybe seven this year. Like, they're, them defensively, is, it's very, very, very good. It's very scary. Yes, it's very, it's very scary what they can do. Like, and if they can just get enough offensively, like, their offense gives me cause to pause on them. Yeah. But they can just get enough. Like, just get enough. Well, it, they may be the only ones. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I, like, I think that's why Ant's improvement as not only as a scorer, but, like, as a playmaker. Um, I watched the Warriors game where it came down to the final seconds and Ant was driving, and his rim pressure is excellent. Um, start, mm-hmm. Like, he, he's he's excellent. But he was driving. Defense obviously collapses. Mike Conley's in the corner. He finds Mike Conley. Mike Conley hits the the game. Like, you know, put the game away, and they won the game, right? And it's stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing this, like, his playmaking ability, which I don't know. I, I was skeptical of with Ant, and I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that improvement. I'm seeing efficiency, like, go up. I, I'm, I'm So I'm like... Is this team, and like you said, that contender, when we talk about contenders, and I feel the same way, it is a very short group. 
most years. And in, in the NBA, it's a very short group. And granted, I know I don't, for me, I'm not going to forget the price of Rudy Gobert. And they gave up a lot. They gave they gave up a king's ransom. Yes, but in in retro in in like in actuality and living in the moment, the trade is not as bad as the details may look. And I was just gonna ask you, like, do you think they can? Like you kind of you kind of like peeked at it. The the two big lineup. Can you play that way in the postseason versus smaller and quicker teams? Um, like I saw the Clippers play Denver, and I saw like late in that stretch in the fourth quarter, Tyloo just went ultra small, Kawhi, PG on Nikola Jokic. And it's like, okay, like a lot of people probably like, uh, that doesn't really make sense defensively. But then I, they had me thinking, like, could you play Towns and Rudy at the same time? like, for stretches of a postseason game? See, this is where they also have – it's going to be coaching, and they also have Nas Reed, who is somebody that's a big, but he's switchable, he's yeah. mobile, he's agile. So it's going to become times in series where certain guys need to sit. Like, can the big men sit and not have an issue? You go against a smaller team. Hey, me got slide cat to the five. Nas, you play the four. Right. Like you're playing against a Clippers team who kind of yeah. goes small a lot. And depending on how the game is going, if they can keep teams out of transition, they may be able to get away with the double big if and it's play by play being the defender he can be in the shows. That's another thing. So if they want to super go into double bigs versus smaller teams, then Ant is going to have to up the ante on defense, not, you know, be the wishy-washy, like, hey, I'm going to lock in these possessions. Hey, not. But they have so much versatility with that Nas read. And if they play their cards right, it, it, it can work. It can work because, yeah, it could be like, this may not be a Rudy series, but this is a Cat series. Right. Nas Reed is always going to be able to play. It's going to be one of the other two whose series is like, okay, who am I playing down the stretch? Right. Like, versus the Clippers, you may just got to, like, if they go super small with um, PJ at the five, well, I don't know because PJ isn't the shooter that he's, he was. He's not. And if, he, and if PJ's not shooting. You can get away with the double big. Yeah, you could get a super, maybe able to get away with the double big. And even if you want to go four small, McDaniels at the four, you could get away. Come to Rudy. PJ, you beat me. Come to Rudy. Right. Yeah, so it's it's going to be it, – it's it's very interesting. I wish they had another guard because I think they were allowed Mike Conley to play make a little too much. He probably got his AARP card now. <laughs> <laughs> but man, they 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 they're a good team. They're doing way better than what I thought. I never could see them starting off this high. Okay. Um okay. We got I feel like it's a pretty general consensus. And with that, with Ant, last thing on Ant and on uh, the Timberwolves. He is what, 23, 24, something like that. Yeah. After and you can ex- we can exclude Nikola Jokic, but after is there any player that you would like 
not saying right now, but from right now to their the end of their career, right? Is there a 25-year-old or younger player that you would take over Anthony Edwards? Because for me, I was thinking about this list. I was like, okay, I would I would probably take Luca because granted Luca isn't the he would never be the defender that Ant is. Oh, that's easy. But yeah, yeah but but Luca's offense is just his offensive prowess is just insane. So I would I would take Luca. I would maybe take Tatum because he's the bigger athlete. Um, six eight, six nine. Those guys historically last long in the league. Um, and have typically have a lot of success. Outside of that, I don't really know if there's anybody else that I would take over over a period of time at least. So you got Luke. This this is where it becomes interesting. I mean, I like SGA. There's some guys that I think that are questioned, like debatable. I think SGA is one of those guys where it's like, oh, SGA is kind of peeking too. But it's like, do we? Um, where the SGA, you can probably say, hey, I think more on Ant's higher ceiling than right. SGA. Right. This, this is the guy I think comes interesting. There's two guys. Zion and Ja. Okay. Those are the two where it's like Zion to me right now is regressing. So oh, I wow. can see take taking Ant, you know, but Ja is like, damn. I don't know how much Ja better Ja can get. Yeah. But it's I still think it's probably a sizable gap right now between the two. Like we I as many guns as he posts, we need to stop playing like people are playing like Jaws not that guy, <laughs> and it really started to bother me. Like Jaws really that dude. You you would take him. You think his game is going to age well? That's the that's the only issue. I'm not sure because Jaws even be dealing with injuries now. I I can only imagine how he look how he would look in 31. Forget thirty one the next three four years. So it's like that's the Ant has the health on the side to probably be like third or fourth, depending on him and how you feel about him and SGA. But I, I think with his upside more than SGA, yeah. I think with SGA is now that's probably gonna be what he is in the future. Which is okay. Yeah, he's it's a great player. Yeah, it's a great player. I just I like I like Ant's two way ability. SGA has good two way ability, but I like Ant's athleticism. I, I like that. I, like, for me, I kind of bank on first, though, like, Luka, Tatum, they're bigger guys, 6'8", 6'9". Tatum might be even 6'10". I don't know. Um, but then athletically, like, athletically, Ant is more superior than the SGA. So, okay, okay. I, I was just, I mean, I don't know where, you know, I know everybody's so high on Victor Wimbyama. I, I, I'm a Victor Wimbyama guy. I like Victor, um, but I got to see, like, for me, I gotta see what the offensive ceiling is. The offensive, like the defensive ceiling, is out of this world. I was saying But, but the, you know, is he gonna be? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, and we can we can talk a little bit a little bit about Wimby since we're talking about like younger guys. And I know everybody is like, so you know, Victor Wimby, you know, the hype. And for me, I, I I'm more so questioning: Is he going? I know he's gonna be great defensively. <clears throat> like for however long he plays. He is probably going to be for like 
if he has a 16-year career, I bet more than 10 of those years, he's going to be looked at as the best rim protector and as an elite defense. Like, defense, I have no worry on. Offensively, I'm trying to figure out the ceiling because I can see it going two ways. I can see him being like a 20 two points per game kind of guy, which, I mean, if he if he's that, then he's that. Or the high end would be like, okay, this this guy is a complete freak and a monster, and he his, like, his high end is like averaging 30 points a night. I, I just don't know. Like, and I know he's a rookie. He's trying to get used to, like, the NBA's, this style of play, but is he... Like what do you what what's, what's your grasp for him offensively? I feel like San Antonio's just trying shit. Like the 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 thirty eight point performance, I I felt like there's you know the the guards like oh he's seven five we should just feed him in the post. Yeah. Um, I want to just say a disclaimer that the Spurs guards are trash. Um. I can't wait till they get a playmaker this offseason. Somebody can pass the ball. Day guards are trash. Um, <laughs> but as I was telling people, like, temper your expectations on Wimby offensively uh-huh. because he has a lot of minute flaws that if you don't know the game or look at it deep, you're going to overlook. I think Wimby, to me, He's going to be in that KG, that AD mode. Like, you can be a, a defensive number one, but you probably... An offensive can, number two. Yeah, a number two or, you know, slide down, even if you want to say... I don't want to say Draymond, but, like, you know, maybe an offensive number three. Like, Draymond in 2016, offensive number three, defensive number one. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too sure to bank on Wimby becoming that... It's hard to be a number one and number one, man. Like, for real. It is. Like, it, it, it really is hard to be a number one and number one. Like, that's that's rare air to, to do it. Like, if you want to be honest, Mike wasn't even number one, number one. Like, just to put it, like, for real. Like, that's a, that's a valid no point. Yeah, there's no shame in that. Like, so I think he could be a... Um, or if he's a or if he's a number one, then the they defense is just gonna be have to be like crazy stat out the out the building around him too. But I think he's gonna be like a, a off ball, pick and pop, good passing big, but not somebody you wanna throw it to and say, Go give me a bucket. Like he make it have highlights but it won't be in volume. I, I'm trying to figure out because in you you I've watched some Spurs game, not a lot. I I wanna watch more. I see they they run a lot of pin downs for him, mm-hmm. a lot of pin down actions. I see. Um, I, honestly, I think if he just runs the floor, he can have eight to ten points just running the like floor. Game. Like so, so like all, like that's what I mean. And I think you made a good point. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how many guys in the history of the league was like a one and one? Like how many? Because there's there like. To think about it, there isn't a lot of dudes. Um, I think Halajuan comes to mind, like him being yeah. a one and one. Um, and I'm and I was thinking about Bigs. Whatever big, whatever big was like. You gotta go all the way back to the seventies with Kareem and the 
that with the Bucks. Like you go all the way back there. Uh, you could say Shaq in 2000, 2001, where he still was at least playing defense. You know, being all defensive, but it's very rare pair. And then that era is also different, where it was a different type of basketball. Right. It, it was more interior, less spacing, illegal defense. You didn't have all these zone schemes you could run to right. guard the post. So it's like very true. In a modern era, 05 up, you, you Duncan, maybe? Maybe. I was, th- I was thinking Duncan. I mean, I guess. And, and that's the thing. These You mentioned, like with Shaq, you mentioned a, a year or two. Yeah. Like, that's not – that wasn't Shaq for his – however long he played, right? Like, that was not him. Um, Duncan, I couldn't say Duncan was not always the one-and-one. One. Like, he wasn't. So, that that was, like, for a year or two or, like, a stretch or whatever. So, with Wimby, that, that's a good point. I mean and, – and, and with you saying that, with you saying, like, temper expectations, he may not be, like – your first option on a nightly basis, people are going to, you know, people are going to, they're, they're going to like, oh, he's a bus. No, he's not a bus. He's just not as great as you thought he would be offensively. That's. And is that his fault or is it your fault for having unrealistic expectations? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I, I, I think with Wimby, like I said, I think he could score eight to ten points a night if he just if he like just ran the floor. Like like that's eight to ten points right there. Um, his shooting has been up and down. Uh, at, at, like but I, I kind of he's a good shooter. Like the numbers. Yeah, right, right. So I'm not gonna be like he can't shoot. Like no, he's a really good shooter and a really refined like score. I think some things kind of look funky. Um, some movements kind of look funky, and some of that is because obviously the guys here are quicker. Um, the game is faster, and he's not as, like as strong as I would like him to be, which is okay. Um, but he just sometimes look kind of funky. But you know, I, I, I'm I, I thought I'm glad we're on the same page because I'm I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, is okay defensively he's gonna be awesome, like. He's gonna, he's like, he's gonna have one of those Rudy Gobert type runs where he could win two, three back to back to back defensive player of the year awards because I think he could be that dominant. But the offensive thing, I think you made a good point. AD might be a good comp in terms of like that offensive production where you look at AD's skill, AD could be a guy that average 28, 29 points a night. Um, now he doesn't for, uh, I think there's multiple reasons, but offensively he's shaky at times. He get, he becomes shaky. The jump shot, his jump shot is shaky. So tell me this: um, what are your thoughts outside of Denver? What team in the Western Conference did you have high regard for? And, and, and in the West, it feels kind of like it feels like for me, it feels like it's Denver. And there's teams that I like. I like Phoenix. Um, I I like the Lakers. I like Minnesota. I don't love them, and I think they have some big question marks. So, what are some teams that you felt like I like this squad outside of Denver in the West? Um, season, 
I was telling people, Sacramento may be a secret sneaky con- conference finals team. And since John, I mean, since Fox came back, that take been looking very, very good. And Dallas, I, I like Dallas. Dallas. They, they have some size issues, Pauls, but they have some size issues. I wish they had a big, like, just another big, like, if they just had another big, it would be good. Or a big wing also, but especially another big. So Dallas, I like. Um, Phoenix. I got some uh, some intel for somebody around that team. Um, not the guy you actually thinking of, though. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, not the guy. Yeah. Yeah, not the guy you're of. But the boy back injury is actually more serious than people know. Say that again. Can you say that again? For, just for the listeners. Bradley Bill's back injury is actually like more serious than people know. And it even has people around Phoenix like wary. Like, and I found this out before he came back. And the fact that he came back and then he back out. Yeah. It's, it's, if they don't have all three, they ain't even got a puncher's chance, bro. They they don't have a they don't have a puncher's chance against cause it's not even it's not even nothing about Katie and Booker. Them guys just gonna gas out. Like, them guys just go gas up. That team is built for three of them. Now, when it's all three, I, I don't know if they can I don't know if they can beat Denver. But it did go six last year. <laughs> it did go six last year. That's all I'm going to say. It did go six last year. I don't know if they can beat them. <laughs> but it did go six last year. <laughs> so, I would say keep your eyes on Sacramento. Like, really keep your eyes on Sacramento this season because their speed and their shooting and, 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 and the lot of teams just can't keep up with them. I like Sac. I forgot. I honestly forgot about Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of them, I, and we 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 brought up the Pacers um, while we was talking about some Eastern Conference teams, and we'll get to the Eastern Conference. But I've been seeing this kind of like debate kind of like float around and it has me interested. I should have I should have actually asked you before, but I got you on now, so who cares? Tyree Tyrese Halliburton, right? Who I really like. I, I love his game. Did a lot of people are saying the Kings kept the wrong point guard. What's your take on that? I was saying that a lot. You were saying that about the past couple of years. And now it's like every time I see Indiana, they score like I, any given night. They they're scoring like one twenty, one thirty. I'm like, goodness gracious! And, and they have a lot of players that know how to score on that team <laughs> and just play well, and it fits Halliburton's game perfect. Yeah, and Rick Carlisle's a great coach. Um, should be in a runner for coach of the year. Um. I'll say this. Did they keep the better guard? No. But Mike Brown in that system and Sabonis fits Fox more than it would have Halliburton. Okay. I don't think the team can play to are playing that even style they that they're playing now with Halliburton rather than Fox. 
because they need they would have needed that scoring pressure from that guard. Halliburton, you put Halliburton in the lineup, that means you gotta have you probably start Monk too. And yeah. I don't think you want Monk starting rather than that boy look like a superstar in twenty minutes off the bench though. So <laughs> it's like that. So granted they didn't keep the better guard, but they kept the best guard for their system. Got it. Got it. Okay. They kept the best guard. So you think Halliburton, you're taking Halliburton over Fox? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I'm so mad because I was lower on Halliburton. Like, I'm like, man, I was like Team LaBello. You know how much it kills me yeah. to say he better than LaBello Ball? Yeah. Start off slow this year, but he's been cooking. These yes, last seven, eight games. Like these last, like the last like two weeks, he's been he's been balling. Oh, he's like, oh, Halliburton. I think he's on training job level. Really? Oh, okay. Because and that's about Halliburton. I always thought I even liked him at Iowa State. I always I thought he was kind of, obviously he got the little funky like the Kevin Martin kind of release mm-hmm. is yeah the little funky release but he's a he's a he's a good shooter he's a proven shooter uh, obviously his playmaking is out of this world I didn't see this type of ceiling me me either and I I feel bad because the way I scout now I would have picked picked up a bit higher on how to burn. I was so focused on how he gonna get this shot off. The fact that it made me overlook he's a he's a great decision maker. Yeah. He's probably not he's not that good of a one on one score career, but the man can shoot. He's a great passer, he makes great decisions. You can work around that. You can work around it. Not everybody has to be that lead guard, that that Luca level creator. Put a system around, like they got all those scores and stuff around here. Like, boom, just let him make tons of decisions. And his passing and decision making and shooting is generating great results to the point where you you may be like, he's not necessarily a playmaker that's bending the defense to the levels of a Luca, a Trey, even a Jaw. A Jaw, yeah. But outside of Luca, you look at a, a Jaw, even. With Trey's decision making, you probably gonna argue, hey, Halliburton's still generating better offensive results. He's just doing it in a different fashion that we don't typically see. Right. I mean, I'm looking at his numbers. I see some of his highlights. I'm looking at some of his numbers though. I like, as I told you, I did not think he was a twenty the twelve assists. Okay. Yeah, like I knew from last year, high level playmaker, twelve assists doesn't surprise me. The 24 points per game so far, and it's close to 25, is 24.7. So 25 points tonight and on top of his 12 assists. I did not see that type of ceiling scoring-wise. I didn't see that. I like, and I'm and I'm like, man, this dude is efficient. He's a 50, 40, 90 guy. He's shooting 51% from the field, 45% from three, 92. Like, so I'm like, wow, the 24 points per game. Is what shocks me, and I, I, like I just I did not think, and and that's the thing, and that's kind of a as as you kind of talked about it in terms of like you I know you do you're heavy on the scouting and the to, the whole talent evaluating, the whole one on one play, he doesn't have it like 
He he's a basketball player. He doesn't have it, right? But as you say, he kind of gets his when he gets his, and it's within the flow of the offense in the game. I'm like, wow, I'm I'm surprised. Like I'm at this moment, I am shocked because I'm looking at his numbers, and I know, like I said, it's only 12 games in, but that scoring is not going to go down. Like it, it it's going to stay around that 23, 24 per game. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be what he averages. I just didn't see that high end type of scoring from him. I didn't. Me either, like, but they they're generating so many possessions. It's like, hey, he's such an efficient shooter. He's capitalizing off it. Now, my only thing with Halliburton is this: this is my only cause to pause. He doesn't really. He's not really that good of a, you know, the the scoring. So it's like, okay, and the playoffs continue scheme for his scoring. And does his playmaking lessen in the playoffs due to the fact that he's not going to be able to bend the defense as much as others for those role players? He's not really that good of a slasher. He's not that good as a guy creating for himself. So it's like maybe in the series when he runs into some problems, but then again. He runs into a Drew Holiday. Right. But if he had but at Rick Carlisle in that system – if those role players are still like not playing less or they're playing the same, even if a scoring drops, his decision making still and passing still may be so effective. Whereas, like, hey, he dropped off some, but not that much, and he's still really good. So, I, I really hope they can make the playoffs because I want to see how this skill set translates to the playoffs. Got you. Are they a top five team, Nice? Man. There's a bunch of people you can say probably a top five team in the East. <laughs> the Pacers, Orlando, Atlanta. Shoot, there's so many teams you could probably argue that's a, a top five team in the East. The Knicks. The, 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 I will say no because you have the Cavs. Okay. But they can overperform and still end up top five or, or a close five, like a tiebreaker and end up six. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that for Indiana. Um, they, they're like, it's like, I, I, you know, I checked the box score or whatever. I'm not watching all of these games. Um, but I checked the box score or whatever. And I'm like, damn, every night they're they're scoring like 120, 132. They scored, what, 155 last night? It, it, it's incredible what they're doing offensively. Um, 76ers. I'm a, or you want to, let's talk 76ers. And. You, we were talking about the Sixers the other night. The Sixers, I'm surprised that they, it's the, the after the Harden trade, it kind of I was like I was expecting like you know, a fizzle you know, but I guess they got him out the building, right? And a part of me is like, could they have waited? Could Maury have waited to trade him to really see what like what the value was out there because. The only team that was really out there was the Clippers. Like maybe a month or two go by. Maybe we're in the new year. Maybe maybe there's somebody that thinks Harding can put them over the top or something. I don't know, right? But maybe that was something that they just they felt like they just needed to do. Get the deal done. Get them out of there. Cool. Um. Now they just have a lot of assets, and they're gonna have fifty million dollars in cap space. Tyrese Maxey is balling. He's balling. He's balling. Embiid, I'm not a I'm not a huge Embiid guy, but 
he Embiid is Embiid. You know, he he's gonna he's gonna put up his numbers and he's gonna be really productive. Into the playoffs. Into the playoffs, right? Should Philly should they go after Zach Levine, trade up? I mean, trade and go for Zach Levine, or just maybe this is the year. This is like a gap year where they're competitive. They finish with a really good record, awesome record, but they can't win more than one playoff series. Or should they go after Zach? I'm going to be keeping the band with you, my guy. They have a lower ceiling, no matter what realistic um, move they make. Like, they have a higher floor. And that's not even because Embiid. It's really because Maxi. Maxi, yeah. Natural progression. People will always be, you know, do the corny stuff and say, it's because of Harden left. It's like, bro, it's natural progression. And you give a guy the ball more, he's going to accumulate more stats. Yeah, <laughs> right. They have, they, yeah, they have better surrounding pieces. Um, I do give more credit for that. But even Embiid, his, his finishing is, is way worse this year. He doesn't get to the rim that much and his shooting isn't from mid-range isn't the outlier that it was last year so i'm already foreseeing some issues there because why is your finishing like granted he never really got there that much but the fact that is we knew once he got in the paint it was it was over for it's like bro his finishing isn't even like that good this year for somebody that size like yeah and his efficiency overall has, has dropped tremendously, nearly 30-point percent, like, in true shooting. Like, you go from the 93rd percentile last year to the 66th percentile this year. That's not good. He's he's in the 19th percentile finishing at the rim this year. Wow. That's not good. but Not for his size, too. Right. So, I give him credit for passing better, more effort on defense. I give, I give him that. But you get Zach Levine. You're worse than you were last year. Like you, you not go. It's it's sort of like a gap year, but you don't want to waste and be because it's like his his prime is already up. You know we're not sure about his longevity. And right. then, bro, let's let's keep it a band. Let's look at I'm looking at 2024 free agency class. You, you, Clay's not doing nothing for you. Harden's not doing. Siakam's not doing that for you. DeRozan's not doing nothing for you. It's it's no move they can make to get them where where Boston is. Harden, you should have been in the finals last year. Yeah, like, you you should have never lost Game Six. Why why wasn't PJ Tucker taking out the game? I I would never know. But hey, that guy isn't coaching no more. <laughs> but. You should have never lost games. That team should have been in the finals last year. And the fact that, like, you had a team that should have, in theory, been in the finals. And, yeah, you're in the honeymoon phase and stuff now, but you're, you're going to be a worse playoff team this year. Like, you are going to be a worse playoff team this year. Like, it's inevitable. You're, you, you're going to be worse. Huh. You did right by Hardy. Should have been a man of your word. Whether he deserved the money or not, it's a whole different discussion rather than you promise somebody something and go back on it. 
Right. And not only that, that sets a negative precedent when attracting free agents because you're not going to get, let's just say, 2025. That's a very good point. You're not going to get a Kawhi in 2025, I don't think. You're not going to get a Ben Sen- uh, Paul George in 2025, I think. You're not getting LeBron. So you're looking at that 2025 class and you... I think you're stuck. I, to me, they should blow it up. Wow. You think Philly should blow it up? I watched the Nets blow it up this season, so I'm 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 inconsiderate to other fan base and Steelers, but we blew it up last year. So get true. Yeah, when with the writings on the wall, blow it up because we was having our best season and they blew it up this season. So I'm I'm done. True. Blow it up. I don't true. care about this hot start. Blow it up. Blow it up. Okay. Wow. All right. So. As we know, Celtics, Bucks, they both made some acquisitions uh, at their guard spot. Uh, also, Celtic, the Celtics, they got KP, who looks like he's he's fitting in like really, really well. I like that for him. Um, let's talk about the Bucks first. And a lot of the talk around the Bucks, obviously. You get more like Damian Leonard is one of the best scores in league history. He's one of the best scores of our generation, right? But defensively, there has been a drop off. And granted, I I didn't I knew the def, I knew the defense would be like not an issue, but like uh, okay, eyebrow razor, kind of like a cause for pause. I didn't think the defensive issues would be this bad. Can you give me your take? Um, I haven't watched much Milwaukee. Just give me your take on, like, are they that bad defensively? Is it, is like, can it, is it solvable, right? And how do they match up versus Boston, perhaps? So I didn't think the defensive issues would be that bad either. Yeah. Um, I, I severely underrated that part. Um but when you want to say Malik Beasley is going to be your point of attack, that's what I thought it would get, like a low-usage defender. When Malik Beasley is going to be your primary backcourt defender, is in a way, is is and Middleton injuries has cooked them some defensively. Is Remember those years, Rudy was only good, like, elite defender on Utah? In Utah, yeah. Is 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 that... It's, 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 it's that, basically. Oh. Then, I'm not going to lie. Bruh, if you was going to get a new coach, this one the guy. Like, this one the guy. Bro, this dude... <laughs> this dude was... hedging and making Brook Lopez trap on the perimeter and also wonder why they were so bad defensively. Why do the players have to tell you to, to let work play drop? Like that should be no. He like, like that that's what made Milwaukee one of the best, if not the best, defensive front court. Right. That that was known. That was obvious, right? Right. Like, that's common like sense, you know? But I guess in theory to his point, hey, we don't have those guys that can chase over screens as well. So I'm gonna bring Brooke up, but nah bro, you, you He's toast on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, he's cooked on the perimeter, bro. You, you can't do that at all. So that's an issue. I do like the fact that, like, when they played Philly, he did put Giannis on 
and B, and it kind of changed the momentum of the game in their favor. So I did like that, but I wish Mike Budenholzer would have did that more. But offensively, remember they had that issue and lost Terry Stotts right before the season? Yes. You can tell. Like, along with Dame, to put in perspective what you're getting from Dame this year, if you was to ask me who's better, Dame or Kyrie, you're going. I probably would lean towards Kyrie right now, and that's not because Kyrie is playing. He's not playing like the, the top 10 player Dame is. Dame is playing like the French top 20 player Kyrie is. Mm. So that changes the whole got it. scale of what's happening with the team. You got Giannis still taking those dumbass jumpers at the the beginning of the shot clock sometimes losing possession <laughs> um they don't spam the Giannis Dane pick and roll as much as they should they don't yeah Giannis it's not being ran that much and granted Giannis needs to like improve as a screener and stuff more as a roller and stuff just getting used to doing it in volume but they're not even spamming that as much like so it's so many little things that's going on and Granted, you've had some Dame heroics, some Giannis super games. That's one of them games. But sort of like my issue with Boston and why like, I have issues with them sometimes like being in Miami or even winning the finals is because out talents and teams can only work but so much when there's clear schematic flaws right. in how you're playing. Okay. I mean, well, Milwaukee, I – and. The whole feel was the Dame Giannis pick and roll would be filthy. It would be filthy because, granted, I really, really like Drew Holiday, but Drew isn't the 50, 40, 90 guy, top 75 offensive. Like, he's not that, that Dame is. So, having that threat and then Giannis as a role, man, it should be a nightmare for most teams. Now with Milwaukee, how I, I that's the thing. I feel like Boston's better. I feel like Boston is better. I feel like they're more well balanced. Um I like them a little bit more defensively. But I don't think Boston's a good matchup with Denver. I think Milwaukee's a better matchup with Denver. Right. Uh yep. I think um Boston is cooked if they play Denver. Why is that? I, because I, I, I feel like, okay, you, you have KP and you have Al. I, I love Al They're Horford. Not They're not starting together. I, but, but if you're playing Yoke, if you're playing Jokic, if you're playing Nuggets, Celtics, say we get a Celtics Nuggets final, which is possible, really possible. Yeah. Who is Missoula throwing out? Who's his five that you would throw out there versus that Nuggets team? And I guess it's and I guess it's more so about like who ends the game, bro. I don't know if people notice. Drew they sucks on offense, especially in the playoffs. Um, he he sucks. So I'm I'm not sold on Derek White. You know, in a finals offensive, just producing enough offensively in the series. Derek White. I feel like Derek White is Derek KCP. Yeah, yeah, like he can play good. He's gonna play. So he's not gonna win. He's not gonna lose you. But 
but he's going to play good. Right. Okay. He's play good. He may he may have an out of body game, and it could, along with somebody else, propel you to a win. But KP, you're cooked. Um, that's barbecue chicken. Do you trust? I think Denver Porter improvement. Casey, the 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 Porter KCP and Aaron Gordon. I trust them defensively versus Tatum and Brown. Especially when you want to do all that dribbling and stuff, Jokic is going to get some deflections. Still, transition. There's going to be little things like that where it's just like, bro, I don't. Five. If they met, it's going to be five. I I don't like the Boston matchup. I don't like the I don't like the matchup, the Denver and Boston matchup for Boston. I don't like it. I, I, they don't put enough pressure on the rim either, so you gonna mm. let your boy he gonna he gonna escape on defense. At least Giannis is like <laughs> coming downhill, like yeah, yeah. So that's that's why Boston. I, and I don't even think Boston can beat Miami. Um, if Miami keeps doing what they're doing, I don't think they're gonna beat Miami. Wow, why? What makes you think that? Because Boston still has. The problem where they want to dribble, 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 turn the ball over, and sometimes the offense—it's just even though the process on them offense have gotten better, I'm looking at it like, okay, Miami's gonna gap. Tatum and Brown still ain't that good of dribblers to break their defensive scheme. KP will help some, but Bam has improved. And once again, Drew Holiday is really, really bad on offense in the playoffs. And I think it's going to get highlighted now when you realize that, hey, this guy, this a, you're supposed to help him make the finals. Like, and Miami is looking, they've been looking good lately. They've been looking good lately. They're really good lately. So I just think that's, a, that's their kryptonite. Mm, that's okay. And with Boston, uh, it's funny because what do you think they're missing? Because I feel like Tatum, Tatum, I, people bang on Tatum, but I'm like, the guy, he he gets his teams to either the conference finals or the NBA finals. Like, he, he, he I, and 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 some of the criticism, like the lack of playmaking or the lack of handle, I get it. But what do you like? What is Boston missing to get them over? Because I like I feel like this squad right here. I mean, this is as good as a squad as you're gonna get. Like, if Boston had Lonzo Ball, like a really elite table setter and guy that can. You know, get your get you those easy transition layups, so the guys and the Jays don't have to work so hard on offense. Like, right? The Drew Holiday addition, people say, "Oh, Drew can pass." But it's like, bro, Tatum and Brown are still creating a good amount of shots for themselves. And honestly, that that's Boston's best shot. Yeah, that says a lot too about Drew Holiday. It it it, it does. Like, <laughs> and as much as we love Drew Holiday, you know, defensively, um. And all that stuff. They, they got garbage offensively. Like, if Drew Holiday was good offensively, um, twenty twenty one, we wouldn't have went seven with Milwaukee. 
Nets. Like, the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm talking post game five. We would have never won. They would have ended us at six. But he's so bad offensively. Like, yeah, they wouldn't have got where we beat him by fifty. That wouldn't have happened. But you, and then Derek. Why? It's just the Jays got to create too much for themselves. The Jays got to create too much for them, and it sucks because they're a really talented team. They're very talented. Wow. They're very talented. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, let me do this. Let me do this. Because I want. Should we talk Lakers? I want to talk Lakers. We can talk Lakers. All right. What 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 are we doing here? If like, you're if you know you're Bron. What what are they doing? Like what are the Lakers doing? I want to talk both LA teams actually. What but what are, what are, what are we doing here for the Lakers? I told you the game Jackson wasn't who people thought he was. <laughs> In the playoffs, try to tell that, but hey, I'm a Lakers hater. What do I know? Um, Austin Reeves, as you can see, that was a flash in the pan. He's still good, you know, decent, but he's not what he was. He see he he was an X factor that Warriors series too. He was. Yeah, that that was crazy. But they just between worrying about injuries, they just don't have enough offensively and then what they have defensively is good but you just bleed too much offensively with those guys and you pair that with an inconsistent best player on your team in ad and Braun can't superman you no more yeah it's not 2016 no more it's not 16, 17, 18, 19, or 20. So yeah. <laughs> he, he can't Superman you no more, man. Like, And it sucks. And D-Lo's an idiot. Um, year nine, and he's still loading with his decision-making. So you don't know if he's going to get game-to-game with that guy. Yeah. If it's a recipe for It's a recipe for false hope. Because you see, man, Cam Reddish could do this here at night. He's the ultimate. This guy is going to be nice on my team. They got another one, Christian Wood. He's going to be good on my team. Yeah, yeah. No, he's not. Man, man, people people love Cam Reddish, and I'm not. I'm not even on no hate. Like I'm not. I'm not being a hater, but people love Cam Reddish, and I feel like I like them too. Coming out of like top three, I was. I was on it. I but I thought he was better than RJ. I hate RJ Barry to this day. I thought RJ was bald. But it seems like the player itself, like the idea of him, mm-hmm. it's just it's 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 immaculate. But the actual player, he, he's your starter. He's just starting. Like he's 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 a starter. I don't know. I I don't know. Um. Playing key minutes that says more about your team than him. I right, right. I, that's that's what I'm saying. It's no, it's no shot at him. But I'm, I'm just for me, I'm just like in between. I'm kind of like perplexed with the Lakers, um, because they just look. I'm like, uh, some nights I'm like, oh wow, they they look pretty decent. Would it surprise me if this team got to a conference finals? No, it wouldn't, because they, they they they've been in crazier situations like last year and they they got to the conference finals, so it yeah, wouldn't surprise me. 
Yeah, yeah. I can see them being like a six-seeded team, you know, sneak into the playoffs. Well, not sneak in, but get into the playoffs. Matchups are very favorable, and they they win two series. They they, they win two rounds. Um, Clippers. What 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 like the Clippers? I feel like they're that girl that has just gotten too much surgery. Like lip fillers, like lip fillers are just like I, I love the i like you know how you when you like say there's a girl you met her and. Video game, she's crazy. She's crazy. And I and I like the idea of, of the I was about to say of her. I like the idea of, of the Clippers where you okay, you got two two guys in PG and 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 in Kawhi. You surround them with versatile shot makers and defenders, right? Cool, got it. You bring on Russell Westbrook, which I don't even think that was a bad addition to like what they to the nucleus that they already had. I didn't think that was a bad addition. Yeah. It was a it turned out it was a pretty acquis it's a pretty good acquisition. Then you add on James Hart. It it just seems, it feels like they just have too much going on. Can you tell me what 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 are they what are they doing? What are the Clippers like? What are we doing here? Well, bitch, Hardy was the right move. Um, not Hardy. Westbrook. Westbrook, yes. I don't know why that wasn't done. I feel like the obvious was there from day one. Yeah. As um, soon as the trade was made, I was like, oh, well, this means Westbrook's going to the bench. Ty Lue let Morris Highland lose them the next game. I literally watched it with my eyes. Um, so I'm glad they took him out of the rotation. So it seems slowly but surely they're figuring out the lineups. The Mason Plumley injury actually hurt them a lot, too. But um, Daniel Tice was a good pickup. Um, so hopefully Mason can come back soon. Um, they're still missing like a, a consistent four, but yeah, they're another team where it's like if they play the cards right, they can make a conference finals. But it's another team. I'm like, I don't see how you can beat. They, I, I don't think they can beat Denver. Um, I don't think they can beat Denver. And I don't know if people notice this. The Lakers are probably going to give them problems too. In Minnesota, they Kawhi especially can't get to the rim. Harden isn't that good. To get. Like Kawhi really can't get to the rim that much. He's so good at getting to his spots. His spots, but yeah. When teams have athletic bigs at the rim or rim protecting bigs. I'm starting to notice like, oh, he can't finish over them, like or around them. Yeah. So I'm I'm thinking that can potentially cause problems in the playoffs. PG's never been a high level slasher. You know, Harden's finishing at this stage is well documented. So they have some finishing issues. They to me they're a team that's gonna remind probably too much on individual shot making and just pull the shot making Phoenix. To the point like they don't get enough easy buckets. Enough second fans buckets. Yeah, yeah. Similar to Phoenix. Yeah, similar to Phoenix. Where Durant's rim pressure. I know. You, yeah, it's not there. But, okay. And, and I, I saw you talking about that on Twitter the other night, too. <laughs> I saw you talking about that. Can you get uh, with Durant? First, he's balling. Um, he's balling. He, 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 
what but why do you like with, with Phoenix and the Clippers? Can you explain why rim pressure is just impro- important? And I get it. I, you want to get like uh, you know, Nicole Jokic and Valtra, but like what like what, why is it important? How do I explain this? Somebody who gets to the rim a lot, and even if they're missing layups, still produces a lot of good results because how about sixty percent of layups is bad for a player. Even like fifty-five, that's bad for a player. But that's still a fifty-five percent shot, and that's let alone you're creating opportunities for easy putbacks and stuff when the defense contests. So we look at it for that aspect. Look at it for the foul draw aspect. Then you look at it for this part. No matter who it is, once you get two feet in the paint and deep enough, the defense has to rotate. Yeah. Which does what? Create advantages where you can play off the closeout, catch and shoot, catch and attack. So that's why rim pressure that much. And the, the lower amount of rim pressure you have, you have to rely so much on outside and like outlier shooting. It's why we look at like Phoenix last year. One or two games where their shooting isn't that that outlier that it, that it, that hot. They get ran out the gym. Yeah, you you getting ran out the gym. Yeah, literally, and it's hard, and it's really hard to sustain that for two rounds, let alone three, let alone four. Right. You look at the Warriors and say, oh, but the Warriors still generated tons of good, open, quality looks. Mm-hmm. So that's why rim pressure is so important to be able to get in the, the teeth of the defense. Okay. All right. I don't want to hold you too much longer. Um, I like having these talks about um, breaking down you know, some of these teams and so forth. Give me one team so far in the first, like I said, it's been about 13, 14 games so far that has caught your eye and has been better than what you thought. Oklahoma City. I was one of those ones where I thought people were trying to be fake woke and just be a nerd when they had a, a potential top four seed. Mm. Um, They're man, really they good. They proved me wrong. Oh, shout out to Houston, too. Houston, I, I thought it was going to be around Portland. Houston, they may not make the playoffs, but boy, that's a team you don't want to play. They're, they're very good defensively, and St. Good is an all star waiting to happen. It, so, it, it's looking like that. It's looking like that. Yeah, those two teams have really been standing out to me in our, our great watches. Like, I don't know if, if OKC could win a round, but they surely could get a whole court advantage in the series. I, You know, I, I on the OKC thing, Man, uh, obviously SGA. I feel like SGA is starting to get the you know some of the credit and some of the props that he's deserved over the years, and he just hasn't gotten for whatever the reason may be. And some of this because like Oklahoma City, but then also, um, they you know they haven't they haven't been good. They you know they they were on the brink of making the playoffs. They made the play in. They should definitely be a playoff team. Um, they they. They might be like a top four. They may be one of those teams. They're young. Their guys, you know, their best players are healthy. They're not like injury prone or anything. Um, Chat, how do you feel about Chat? Because, the, like, dude is so skilled. Like, I love. I like. I I like Chat 
at Gonzaga. Wasn't quite sure what to make. I was like, uh, could he be an all-star? Maybe. I don't Maybe. Maybe. Maybe like a multi-time all-star. Make, make, make a couple all-star games. He's really good. I like him. Chet is very, very good. I was I was like, yo, he's a clear number one. Well, not even when people have Byron Carroll over him. When people would play Jabari Smith over here, I was really like, yo, like y'all blowing me. Like, yo, y'all really like, let's let's not do this. Like he I thought he was like clearly I thought he it won't even close between him and Jabari Smith. Um Man, Chet having such a good rookie year, it's gonna be crazy. He gonna get robbed. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be crazy. He's gonna get robbed. Uh, everybody said that that he's gonna get robbed, and in that instance, in this in this type of situation, I feel like Wimby would have to. Wimby would probably have to. No, I'm not wishing this on him, but he would have to probably like sustain an injury and miss games for Chet to win it. Other than that. Like I see their side by side numbers, chat efficiency is so much better. Now, granted, he's playing with better players, better guards, and so forth. But his touch is there. Um, but they, the, but their splits are like their numbers are very identical. Yeah, and chat still is very is very good defensively too. Yeah. So chat is chat. But granted, he isn't a he's a Blake Griffin rookie too. So. Uh. It's like, oh, he's a rookie, but he's not really a, you know. Yeah. That's how John Wall got robbed. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think that has a lot to do why he's playing so good now, too. Uh, so, he, he, those two teams, especially, like, Houston just having elite defenders everywhere. And then said Gould, they really enable us said Gould to play the Jokic role. Yes, so yes. The offense and stuff, and guys move past and cut around him. So it's, it's very, very good, man. I really like watching those two teams. And they're young, too, so that's always a positive. Who's Houston's cornerstone? Say good, and after that, they got a bunch of guys who, for the right place, they can go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping Jalen Green can figure it out, man. It's about. I probably got one, one, one more year after this before I just, well, he ain't gonna be, he ain't gonna be awesome. Cause Jalen Green has potential. Moving him off ball, you know, that was a good start. So I'm hoping he can like learn from these vets and start to to tap into his potential more. Cause I think Jalen Green has he doesn't have ant physicals, but I think he could if he can't be on ant level at his peak, he could be on that next tier lower. And it's like he's so far from that now. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is. But you know, hey, they got they got Dylan Brooks out there hooping. They got Ime. They got uh, Jabari. At least he's a good. Def- they have a lot of young good defenders. They Jabari, do. Tar- Eastman, um, uh, Jay Shaw Tate. Like y'all, like young good defenders. Like that's an annoying team to play. Like a very annoying team. I, I saw their games versus the Lakers. They beat the Lakers. I think they were at home. They beat the Lakers, mm-hmm. and then they played the Lakers overnight. Uh, Lakers won by one point, but it was like it was a dog fight. It was a dog yeah, fight. Yeah, it still was a very, it was a very good game, close game too. So they they're not an easy out if they if they happen to luck up and make the playoffs. They're definitely not an easy out. They're probably they're sweet, but a tough sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, um, I'm going to wrap it up right here. 
thank you for coming on always providing some uh some knowledge and so forth um that bradley bill news that 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 when, when that was kind of like shocking to me but now that you when you said it you threw it out there that makes sense because he has not returned to the lineup since he came back so that's kind of like a cautionary telltale cautionary tale um telltale sign right there but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this always remember two choices one decision uh naji i will I, like i always do if you're a first time listener by the way um I, I always leave Najee's like, you know, social media handles and links out uh, on the below description below. You guys can go check that out. Check him out on Twitter, YouTube. Um, he's <coughs> he's pretty much everywhere. But I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, and yeah, peace, deuces. I'm out.